God's Word. Come on, do better than that. This is God's Word. Not Pastor Eben's Word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, we thank you for this incredible day that you have made. And we choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Father, you are the ultimate giver of life. Life comes from you. Jesus said he is the way, the truth, and the life. He didn't say he was a way. He said he is the way. And as we lift him up today, he said he would draw all men unto himself. So as we sit before the feet of the Holy Spirit, we thank you, Father, that eyes haven't seen and ears haven't heard and neither have our hearts received the things that you have already prepared for us. So as we break the bread of, of your word, as rhema word comes forth today, problems will be solved. Father, encouragement will be given Direction will be received. And most of all, Father, we will be hearing from the God of the universe himself. We esteem your word, Father, just as you do. And as I have decreased, I thank you for the anointing of God on my life, increasing to feed every person in this room. I thank you, Lord, that the power of your word has the ability to go and reach depths of our hearts and souls that nobody can see, feel, or even know. But we thank you today that we'll leave this place changed. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. We have declared at Word of Truth Family Church that this will be a year of favor for the faithful. Say this with me. Say favor Favor. for the faithful. In order to reap the promise from any principle that God has in his word, there must be an understanding of the principle and then works behind your faith so that principle can work. And obedience to God's special instructions. Say special instructions. See, sometimes we fail to realize God will give us a word. We will hear something. And as we hear something, sometimes he will prompt us to do something. And many believers miss the next level in life because they forfeit or they neglect to adhere to the special instructions that sometimes God gives you. Now, here's the thing. I don't know what those special instructions are because everybody here has different needs and God knows what they are. But trust me, sometimes you're going to be sitting here and God's going to tell you to do something. And my thing to you is you better do it. You know, there was a time where a couple in the Bible needed a miracle. They needed a miracle on their wedding day. I mean, being married is already a challenge. 
Because you have two people from two different backgrounds, raised by two different parents, sometimes, (laughs) maybe one. And these two people come together now to try to live together. Well, this day, this particular couple ran out of wine. And that's a major problem, especially when you have wine drinkers in the house. (laughs) Especially if it was good wine. And so Jesus' mom was invited to the wedding. Now, I don't know why, because this was his first miracle. But she went to Jesus and she said, Jesus, they don't have any more wine. And he said to her in 2009 language, and... And she said, and, and, then, and then here was the next statement. She looked at the people who were serving the wine and she said, whatever he tells you to do, you need to do it. And after they did it, he told them to do something real crazy. To go fill some water pots up with water. And the Bible says the water was made wine and the wine was better than the wine that they had bought. Here's my point. They had to adhere to some special instructions or they never would have gotten the wine. Well, there's some wine in your life that God wants to give you. In fact, the Bible calls it in the Old Testament, new wine. It says, honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruit of all your increase. So shall your barns be filled with plenty and your vats will burst out with new wine. Well, sometimes to get that new wine, you got to follow some special instructions. Special instruction may be God may tell you to go witness to somebody that you don't even know. Well, my thing to you is just go and do it. Amen. All right, today we're going to look at some promises that govern the principle of faithfulness. So our message title this morning is the Ten Commandments of Faithfulness. Now, I'm not going to finish all ten today. I'm not even going to try. But I hope to get five in here. Amen? Amen? Now, turn to Proverbs chapter 28. Proverbs chapter 28. Remember, we have declared this would be a year of favor for who? Favor for the faithful. So we have to find out what it means to be faithful. Now, Proverbs 28, verse 21. Unfortunately, we don't have the screen this morning, so I'm going to try to be as systematic and slow as possible. But I'm going to encourage you to uh, get the CD. I listened to the CD a couple of times this week from last week, and I heard something that I didn't even hear myself say when I was saying it. Remember when I said that we're seated high, far above all principalities and all powers? The scripture goes on to say, and every name that is a name, uh, not only in this world, but that which is to come. That says now we are seated above names that have not even came up yet. So let's just say there's a disease that have not even been named yet. I'm still above that. Man, when I heard that, I was like, whoa. Don't matter what come on the scene. The hippie GBs, I'm far above that. Amen. Here's the first commandment that I want you to write down. These are the Ten Commandments of Faithfulness. Number one, being faithful is a blessing and not a burden. Thou shalt remember that being faithful is a blessing and not a burden. Let's read Proverbs 28 And verse 20. Are you there? Say, I'm there. Read it with me if you would. 
A faithful man shall abound with blessings, but he that makes haste to be rich shall not be innocent. Let's just dissect that scripture for just a second because I want to hammer this point home to you because some people feel that being faithful to anything other than themselves is not a blessing. But I want you to see that being faithful is a blessing and not a burden. Notice he said in the first part of that verse, a faithful man shall abound with blessings. Boy, I thought that was wonderful. Uh, The New Living Translation says this, the trustworthy person will get rich, will get a rich reward. But a person who wants quick riches will get into some trouble. Let me say this to you. There's really no quick way to get rich. You say, well, Pastor, there's a lotto. Yeah, it is the lotto. And you've been playing it and you still ain't got it. There's really no quick way. And let me tell you why it's not. Because anything you get quickly, you probably don't have the wisdom to manage. Amen. Now, let me me define a couple of those words for you. Write this down as, as a point real quick, real quick. Well, let me define this and then I'll give you, the, give you a point. The word faithful there, when he said a faithful man would abound in blessings, the word faithful there means stability. He's saying a stable person will abound with blessing. Then he goes on to say, here's another verse. I took this definition right out of the Bible. The other meaning for the word faithful means Steady. When I think of steady, I think of somebody who is consistent. Somebody who can be counted on. Can you be counted on? When they ask you to be here at 830, can you be counted on to be here at 830? Can you be counted on to be here at church? You know, some of you all are sometiming church people. If you feel like coming, fine. If you don't feel like coming, fine. So what? Nobody's going to miss me. The Lord's going to miss you. Amen. Here's another definition. It means truth. And then here's another one. It means to set office or to set an office. He's saying a faithful person, a steady person, a truthful person, a person who walks in stability and consistent will abound with blessings. Amen to that. Now, go over to Proverbs 11 real quickly. Since we're in Proverbs, go to chapter 11. Because being faithful to others will always result in increase and blessings. I'm going to say that again. Being faithful to others will always result in increase in blessings. We live in a society where it's all about you. If it's not going to benefit me, then why should I do it? But what we don't know is God has pre-programmed us to serve. He's pre-programmed us to help. He's pre-programmed us to be like himself. And the Bible says in John three sixteen, he's a giver. And so the moment that we stop giving, the moment life stops. So watch this, Proverbs eleven twenty five. are you there? Watch what it says. It says, the liberal soul shall be made what? Fat, and he that waters shall be watered also himself. 
Now, the NIV version of that says, a generous man will prosper, and he who refreshes others shall himself be refreshed. And the reason I'm reading that scripture is because that happened to me. I consider myself a, a, a fairly above average faithful person. And I've been faithful all of my believing life. I didn't backslide like some of y'all. I, I front slid. I, I just, I'm always front slide. I didn't backslide. Well, I was being faithful to God. And I remember when we first started our church, everybody said years ago. And so I was serving and I was serving and I was giving. And you have to understand at the time, because our church was so small, or not small, it was so growing, uh, and I didn't have the, the resources at the time to hire the people to catch up with the growth, we had to wear multiple hats. You understand that? And so, of course, I was wearing multiple hats. In fact, I remember I averaged at that time 8,000 minutes on my cell phone a month. I was averaging six to 8,000 minutes a month. Well, I was serving and I was serving and I was serving and I started getting weary in my serving. And I remember the scripture that said, be not weary in well-doing because in due season, you will reap if you don't faint not. Really, that word, that, that scripture can say, be not weary in well-doing, but be faithful because in due season, your faithfulness is going to pay off for you. And so a member, and so something happened. I had to terminate an employee. I had to terminate an employee. You know, uh, uh, when you, uh, over an organization, you have to hire and fire people. And I had to fire somebody. And I didn't want to fire this person. But I needed to fire the person. The Lord told me to fire the person. Now, when the Lord tells you to fire somebody, you better fire them. And I fired this particular individual. And it was one of the saddest days of my life here at Word of Truth Family Church. I mean, I was sad that day. I'll never forget. It was on a Monday. And so my wife said, babe, why don't you call the visitors? They always cheer you up. They tell you how wonderful you sounded. They remind you that you sound like Chris Rock sometimes. Why don't you just call them and they'll cheer you up? I was so depressed. I said, I ain't calling nobody. I was sad, y'all. But I remember a, a, a member had sent me that scripture. It says, he who waters others shall himself be watered. And so I had started confessing that scripture. Lord, you said, he who refreshes others shall himself be refreshed. And here it is. I fired somebody. I wasn't feeling good. And then I get a call about 9 o'clock at night. And it was a member going out of town. And they say, Pastor, I want to drop my tides off at your house before I leave. We didn't have online giving at the time. And uh, I was like, you don't have to do that. Just give it when you come back. They said, oh, no, no, no. I got to drop this off. This is the Lord's money and I need to drop. And, and, and basically, they forced me to take their time. So they came. This is 9 o'clock at night, too. Now, they don't know I'm about as sad as I can be. But I had to act like I wasn't sad. You know, pastor gets sad, too, now. You know, some of y'all make me sad. <laughs> some of y'all, some of y'all, I be crying for some of y'all. Lord, help that person in the name of Jesus. What's wrong with him, Lord? <laughs> well, long story short, they came by the house and they brought their tithe. And then they brought a, a, a Hallmark card 
and gave it to me. Now, I understand, they didn't know what I was going through. And uh, they gave me the Hallmark card. Some of y'all know this story. And uh, they left and, and went on about their way. And I put the Hallmark card down and, and, and thanked them for dropping off their tithe, being faithful. And I was getting ready to just go to bed. So that's what you do when you're, when you're depressed. <laughs> and the Lord said, you need to read that card. So I opened up the card and I read the card. And just the card itself just really encouraged me. Amen. I mean, you don't, if you ain't got money, send me a card. But that card encouraged me. But that card just happened to have a check in it. I turned over the check. The check was for $10,000. I said, I think I feel better. <laughs> now watch this now. The Lord said, a faithful man is who abounds with blessings. Now, the word abound there when we read in that scripture, when he said a faithful man will abound with blessings, the word abound means abundant in size. I tell you what, go back to Proverbs 28.20. Go back to Proverbs 28.20. He's saying a faithful man, a stable man, a steady man, a consistent man shall abound or be abundant in size, quantity, rank, and quality shall abound with blessings. Now watch this now. That word shall abound is one Hebrew word and it means abundant in size. It means quantity and it also means rank. Say rank. So when he, when, listen, if we go back and read Proverbs twenty-eight twenty-one, this is really what he was saying in the Hebrew language. He was saying a faithful man, a consistent man, watch this now, shall abound, shall be abundant in size and rank high in blessings. Now, let me ask you a question. How many would love to have a consistent life of abundant blessings. Let me see your hand. Okay. In order for that to happen, you must be faithful. Now, I decided to go on a small journey on that word shall abound. And so go to Genesis chapter 13 because I'm going to show you this word shall abound. Keep your hand over in Proverbs 28. Uh, but that word shall abound intrigued me so much. I said, I have to show you the different meanings of this word shall abound because if he's telling me a faithful person is gonna abound i want to know what that means genesis chapter 13 are you there look in verse 6 now write this down for your notes the word shall abound in the hebrew is the hebrew word rab r-a-b say rab all right now in genesis 13 6 watch this i'm gonna read it are you there Okay, all right, here we go. It says, and the, well, let's look in verse 5. And Lot also went with Abraham, and they had flocks, and they had herds, and they had tents. Verse 6. And the land was not able to hold or bear them that they might dwell together. Watch this now. Because their substance was so what? That word great is the word rab. He's saying that they had so much sheep and cattle. They had so much of that. They abounded with so much of that. It was great. 
And so when he says a faithful man shall abound with blessings, he said a faithful man will be great. Let me give you another example. Go now over to the book of Genesis chapter 30. Go to Genesis 30 very quickly. Genesis 30. Genesis 30. Let me show you another different English word for that word rab. Genesis 30. Write down verse 43 if you're taking notes. All right. Are you there? Okay. Watch this now. I'm going to start in verse 42. It says, but when the cattle were feeble, he put them not in. So the feebler were Laban and the stronger uh, cattle was Jacob's. Verse 43. And the man Jacob, he increased how? How did he increase? He increased exceedingly. Man, that sounds wonderful to me. Watch this. And he had much what? The word much there is the same word shall abound. So when he says a faithful man shall abound, he's saying a faithful man is supposed to have much. Okay, I'm going to show you another one. I want you to turn to Exodus chapter 2. Go to Exodus 2. See, here's the thing. Faith comes by hearing. And some of you all, your, your thoughts have been so negative. I got to jackhammer these negative thoughts out of your head. Have y'all seen Martin? Remember Martin and uh, Shanae was trying to uh, do somebody's toenails? <laughs> well, see, that's what I got to do to some of y'all's heads because you've been filled so much with negative stuff. I got to jackhammer this word into your head. <laughs> Exodus chapter 2. Let me show you this word, Rab, again. All right? Write down, if you're wanting to, verse 23. Uh, Exodus chapter 2, look in verse 23. Watch this now. It says, and it came to pass, and it came to pass in the what? Process of what? In the process of time. That tells me that whatever is about to happen, it took some time for it to happen. And the word process there is the same word rab. So when he says a faithful man shall abound with blessings, he's also saying a faithful man is going to go through a process to get the blessings. Amen. Okay, let me give you another one. Go to 1 Samuel. Boy, you saying, well, pastor, is that all we're going to talk about this morning? Yes. Go to 1 Samuel 13. Let me show you this word, Rab, again. 1 Samuel 13. And those of you who know how to study, go back home and look at all these words that I'm telling you. And they're going to trace back to the Hebrew word, Rab. 1 Samuel chapter 13. Are you there? Okay, watch this. I'm going to start reading in verse 34. All right, 1 Samuel 13, verse... No. Maybe it's 2 Samuel. Let me see 2 Samuel. If it's not, then we're going to skip that one. All right, let's see here. Uh, is that it? Skip that one. I didn't verify that one. But it's in there somewhere. Go to Psalm then, since we're in the Old Testament. Now, I'm going to stop on this one. Psalm 86, Psalm 86. Let me show you this word, uh, shall abound, and then I'm going to get into my rest of my commandments. All right? 
Psalm 86. Write down, if you're taking notes, verse 5. Psalm 86, verse 5. Are you there? Say, I'm there. Watch this now. He says, for the Lord, thou Lord, you are what? You're what? You are good. Watch this now. This is so wonderful. And you are ready to what? Forgive. You don't have to beg God to forgive you. But then I like the rest of the verse. He says, and Lord, you are plenteous in what? The word plenteous is the same word rab. So what he was saying in Proverbs 28, 20 that we talked about. A faithful man shall be plenteous in blessings. Here's what I believe you need to know. Faithfulness will put you at levels of blessing that average people will never reach. See, this is why the devil tries to talk you out of church and talk you out of serving and talk you out of giving and talk you out of do out of it. You know, it's sad when you were getting drunk and getting high and cussing everybody out and going to every club, strip club, uh, 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 clothes club and all the other clubs. When you were there, they were right there just cheering you on. But the moment you decided to get yourself together, now you do good. But all it is is the enemy trying to get you out of this spiritual principle called faithfulness. Because faithfulness will cause you to be plenteous in blessings. Somebody say amen to that. All right. Let's look at now commandment number two. Go to Luke chapter 16. I'm not even going to finish my two commandments. Jesus is Lord, ain't he? Uh, Luke, Luke chapter 16. Go to Luke 16. Here is commandment number two. Thou shalt remember, faithfulness takes me to new levels where my skill set may not have ever taken me. I'm going to say that again. Thou shalt remember that faithfulness takes me to new levels where my skill set may not have ever taken me. In other words, I'm saying to you. That faithfulness can put you in a place that your education, your skill set, and your knowledge may have not have ever gotten you there. Amen. All right. What did I tell you to go? Luke 16. Look now in verse 10. Watch this. This is Jesus talking. It says, he that is what, class? That is what? Come on, class. One more time. He that is faithful. So if you're not faithful, disqualify yourself right now because we're not talking to you. He says, he that is faithful. Watch this now. In that which is little or least, that same person is going to be faithful also in the what? Okay, watch this now. Remember now, my point was this. Faithfulness can take you to new levels where your skill set may not have taken you. He just told me that if I will be faithful over little, my faithfulness over that little is going to cause me to become now faithful over a lot. So even though I don't have the education or the degree level that that position is required, because I'm faithful, guess what? I require now. See, I'm trying to show you a shortcut to success this morning. 
See, see, many of you don't even know you got an advantage over the person on your job because if you can just trigger your life into faithfulness, God's going to promote you faster. Because a faithful man shall abound with blessing. Oh, listen, when you walk into your, listen, don't, don't worry about those other folk. They're all chickens. You're an eagle. All chicken, chickens just eat chicken, little pebbles and rocks and poop. How many like chicken in here? Let me see your hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all like chicken, but those chickens eating that poop too. Y'all still gonna eat that chicken too, ain't you? You better believe it. You better believe it. You better believe it. Hot dog. I am out of time. Okay, write this down. Write this down. I'm going to stop. Write this down. I'm going to stop. Are y'all learning anything this morning? Write this down. Write this down. Write this down. Faithfulness is my key to promotion, not my boss. Okay, listen to me. Faithfulness is my key to promotion, not my boss. Not my company and not the economy. Faithfulness is. Let me say this to you. And I'm talking about, see, I'm not talking about theory now. This is something that Brother Eben has lived. See, this is not something I'm teaching you, hopefully, to see in my life one day. I'm seeing it right now. Are y'all with me? And I'm telling you, duplicated efforts produce similar reward. If you do what I did, you'll get what I got. And I'm trying to get you all to skip some levels if you'll just kick in your faithfulness. God's ready to put, you know, some of y'all have got passed up for promotions. And the reason you have is because your faithfulness to God is almost at zero. He's going, well, why should I promote them? They're not even giving back my money. They're God robbers. I'm not going to promote them. At least this person over here, they ain't saved, but uh, they act like they ain't saved either. So what the difference does it make? (laughs) No, what I'm saying is, this is something that I have walked through and lived through and see through right now. I had a man, I had a meeting on Friday. That's my off day. But if you want to offer me five and a half million dollars, I'm going to meet with you. And this man looks at me in my face and says to me, Pastor Connor, I have been doing this for 25 years and I have never ever met a church that has done what your church has done in four years. And I wanted to say a faithful man is abounding in blessings. Now, let me ask you a question. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you today? Every head bowed, every eye closed. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? What is he saying? Is he saying, you know what? You need to honor the commitment you made. Is he saying you need to step up your integrity level? You need to now... Be more focused on some things of God. Here it is.